Welcome to ACC Stars, Where Are They Now? I'm Erin Summers. I'm a sports broadcaster that's covered the Atlantic Coast Conference for a very long time, and I grew up a fan. I've always been curious what players do after we obsess over them in college. This podcast answers that question. Each week, you'll hear an interview with a former ACC athlete. We'll find out everything they've been doing since playing in college. Thanks for listening. Let's jump in to ACC Stars, Where Are They Now? This week, I'm joined by former NC State baseball player Andrew Simpson. If you know anything about NC State baseball, then you know he played about every position there is. He became a head coach in the Coastal Plain League, which is where I met him while I was working for WRAL. He has a fascinating story from his time in college and then moving from playing college, being a college athlete, into trying to figure out what he was going to do with his life. I'm really excited for you all to hear this conversation, so let's jump right in. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. I know that you played at NC State, played baseball for four years over there, but where are you right now and where are you calling in from? Yeah, so I'm uh, living in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, I work at Peter Moore, which is a kind of a high luxury golf brand. Um, you know, you can see guys wearing it on PGA Tour, Kevin Kisner to be one, Brent Snedeker. So a lot of different uh, people on the PGA Tour definitely now wearing it. Um, it's only like an 11-year-old company, so still kind of in the newer phase, but I am a um, distribution center uh, supervisor there. So I've been there for about four years now. What drew you to men's clothing? Yeah, um, honestly, I have no idea. So as you know, I kind of went into the baseball world after baseball. Um, I was kind of, you know, in the director of ops position at NC State. I wanted to coach. That was my angle, is to be able to round, you know, the college game and coach. And that's what I really want to do. After certain situations just didn't allow that to happen, I then wanted to get out of the baseball world. I wanted to try something new. I wanted to kind of test myself and, and get out of it and, you know, just kind of jump into something new and something I had never done before. And I, I kind of got into Peter Millar um, as like a receiving coordinator in their distribution center. So something I've never done, um, all logistics, uh, you know, kind of did a little bit of logistic work with um, NC State as a director of ops, but nothing on this scale, um, you know, receiving about 500 to a million units per year. So it was something completely different. And that's really how I got into it. I just kind of took a job and said, we'll see where this takes me. I have no idea where I'm going with it, but I've been there for four years and uh, it's been great so far. You mentioned trying to go into coaching after playing, but let's take it back even further than that. Before you decided to go to NC State, what made you want to play baseball? I think it was just growing up um, – I've actually just talked about this about with my brother. Um, you know, growing up in my hometown, it was a very big baseball town. So even before that kind of started, my dad gave me a choice when I was little, and he was like, either you're playing soccer or you're playing baseball. I uh, wasn't fast enough for soccer, uh, way too much running for me, so I picked baseball right off the bat. Um, and from there, he was like, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, and you're going to go kind of a full force into it. So growing up, I played uh, football for one year, got hurt, said, no, that's, that's it for me. I'm not doing it. My grandfather kind of shut that down. And he was like, do you really want to ruin your baseball career? Um, so I got that shut down. I think I was in like the fourth grade. 
So from there on, it was basketball and baseball. And that's all I did. Um, I really used basketball as conditioning for baseball to kind of get it ready to go into the spring. And then um, that's really how I chose baseball. I think I just loved it from a young age, um, always being able to go outside, play catch, throw a ball against the wall. Many broken windows and doors uh, at my old house growing up. So I'm sure my mom loved us for that. But, you know, playing wiffle ball, uh, stick ball was a big thing in our hometown. So, you know, you get 20, 25 guys going to play stick ball every weekend or, you know, after school or in the summer, whenever it was, it kind of just grew me to the, the camaraderie of, you know, being around people and playing the game. And that was the biggest thing for me. I just love being around guys who like playing baseball and it was just fun for me. What drew you to commit to NC State? The, the recruiting process for me was a little bit different. I wasn't the highly recruited player. You know, I, um, you know, I had a good high school career, but nothing I did stood, you know, off the charts. And I was just kind of a steady guy. I, I played the game hard. I feel like I played the game the right way. So I was going into my senior year. I think it was summer going into my senior year. I was playing with the, um, it was like area code games. I don't know what it's called now. It might still be area code games. Um, Coach Hart saw me, and by that time I had offers from about Seton Hall, St. John's, and I think like UNC Greensboro. So kind of, you know, smaller schools on that scale. But growing up north from New Jersey, you always hear ACC baseball. That's where you want to go. That's what you want to do. You want to go down south and play. Um, so I didn't have that opportunity until going into my senior year, going into that fall. So Played a bunch of games in the summer. Coach Hart and Coach Holiday saw me down in Florida and then out in California. And from there, it kind of – it was the first trip I took down to Raleigh. And I, I said, you know, I, I love the place. I love the school. I think I connected well with the coaches. They were going – I think they were just coming off of a super regional. So, like, you, you start filling in all these factors, and then you look at the roster and you say, you know, can I go there and play? And I think the best advice my parents ever gave me was, can you go to a school and, and take baseball away from it? And, and can you still go to that school? You know, baseball isn't going to be there forever. Can you still go there, take it out of the equation and, and still be happy? And I mean, I've been here for 11 years. So I guess that equation worked out for me. Um, but no, I just came down to school. I met with the coaches and I just love the atmosphere. Going to football games, um, being with the guys. I mean, some of those guys that I met on my recruiting trip are still my best friends. Um, I mean, two of them were in my wedding. So it was kind of just a, a great fit. Um, and, and it's kind of ever since then, I've just fell in love with NC State. Coming down from the north to play at NC State, what was the biggest uh, transition that you had to make? Was it uh, culture or climate, maybe a little hotter down here. Yeah, um, it's funny because the day I signed to NC State, my dad did some work down here in Greensboro when I was younger. So he kind of knew, you know, what to expect down here and, and kind of the culture of it, I should say. And the day I signed to NC State, he left a Brooks and Dunn CD sitting in my truck. <laughs> and he said, you better get used to it because that's all you'll hear. And it's funny, like, I absolutely love Brooks and Dunn now. Obviously, love country music. So culture was a little bit different. Um, had to start liking grits and, and whatnot. Um, 
but I, I don't know if it was a big change for me. I, I, like I said, I felt like I was at home. Uh, I felt like the, the team was really kind of open. Uh, we had some pretty good seniors my freshman year. Um, and then we had a, a great junior class. So it kind of just fit in all, like, you know, just being comfortable. Um, that's really how I felt. So I didn't feel like I was eight hours from home. Um, you know, obviously eight hours away seems like a lot to some people. And my parents were still able to come down. They came down to a lot of games. So I was still, you know, very happy with where I was. And so it wasn't that big of an adjustment for me. You came in and you had a lot of success right off the bat. You ended up starting pretty quickly after you joined the team your freshman year. You led the team in batting and slugging when it was all said and done that season. How were you able to come in and play so well as just a freshman? Yeah, I think coming in, um, I think you're always a little bit, I don't, I don't want to say scared, but you're, you're nervous, right? It's a different atmosphere. Um, you go from playing in front of like a hundred families, like dads and moms and brothers and sisters to playing in front of, you know, 8,000 people at Florida state. So obviously that is a little bit different. Um, but I, it, for me, it's always been, you literally have to play baseball. You've been doing it your whole life. Nothing has changed besides outside factors, right? You're, you're going playing in front of different people. You're playing in front of different fans, whatever it is. Um, that's really the only thing that changed for me. It was still baseball. You've been playing it since you were four years old. So, um, you know, even when I coach, I, I try to tell that to people too. It's, you know, you're still going out, you're competing. It's still round ball, round bat. Like nothing's changed within the game. Um, and I, I think I went into that season really prepared. Uh, like I said, I didn't start right away. I sat on the bench. It was very humbling too. You know, you go from playing four years of high school baseball and you start every day and you have success and then you come and you're like, now what do I do? You know, it's, so I got an opportunity. It was down in Florida. I think on our spring break trip, someone got sick and I was next guy up. And I think from that point on, I, I didn't really leave the lineup, which was nice. But I felt prepared, and I, that's really what I tried to do. I tried to prepare myself in any you know, way or fashion um, to get into the lineup and then stay in the lineup. The next season, you come in and you hit four grand slams. <laughs> that <laughs> is incredible. Career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Was the first one the highlight or the fourth? I, mean, I don't which, know. What do you I, remember? I, yeah, it was, it was a wild – we had a really good lineup. I'll say that to begin with. You know, you had Kyle Wilson, who's now AAA hitting coach with the Tampa Bay Rays. You had Dallas Polk, who got drafted. Drew Polk, who got drafted. Harold Riggins, who got drafted. We had a really good lineup in front of me. And I'll say that, and I'll, I'll give those guys credit to, obviously, <laughs> Grand Slams don't happen unless they're on base. Um, and I, I owed them a lot of drinks that season because of that, too. So, But it was more of – you know, you get up the first time. I don't remember who it was against, but you get up and it's basically loaded. And Coach Ward, our volunteer assistant coach at the time, he gave me the best advice just from a hitting standpoint. He said, don't worry about the guy on second. Don't worry about the guy on first. Your job is to get the guy on third in. That's your only job, whether it's a ground ball, fly ball, whatever it is. So I think I took that approach. And next thing you know, like I look up and it's like, I have two grand slams already this year. And then, you know, I think I, my third, 
I think my third was against Carolina, and I know you, I'm throwing that at you because you're a Carolina person. Um, I think it was at Carolina, and then my fourth was against Virginia at home. It was actually, uh, I think it was Easter weekend. Um, they were number one in the country at the time, and it was to go ahead on a Sunday, I believe. So that's the one I remember. Uh, I will say that. That is one I remember. Virginia, it was like a 3-2 count, low, like low inside fastball that I just got my barrel to. Um, but it's just crazy that you get up in that situation. Um, and I remember Coach Javen looking at me like towards the end of the season where I could have gotten five, and he was like, I was – I think I was sitting out that game or whatever it was. And he looked at me base load. We're in like the seventh inning playing like A&T. And he was like, since you want to try for it? And I was like, oh, God. I was like, yeah, might as well. Like, let's go. You know, and, <laughs> and I got up to bat. I, I go in there and I think I like flew out to the first baseman. Obviously trying way too hard. Um, but it's just a, it's a crazy thing. And last year, for anyone that knows NC State baseball, Patrick Bailey had three within like the first two weeks. Yeah. which is insane. Um, so I'm happy this season got cut off. I get to keep my record. And, and yeah. he, gets to, he gets to be drafted first overall. He could have that, but I'll keep my record. Hey, uh, it's something. Yeah, I do have something walking out of NC State for four years. But, yeah, it was just a – it was surreal, to be honest with you. It's just like every time you look up and you have three guys on base, you're like, oh, my God, like, could it happen again? And then, like, the fans start talking about it, and you're like, oh, my God, now more pressure's on me. And, but, yeah, I was honestly lucky to have those guys in front of me, and it just happened. It was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, I guess they helped you with your 77 RBIs that you had that season, which is fifth, I think, in the NCAA that year, or in yeah. school history, fifth yeah, in school history. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, obviously 24 of those are coming off of just grand slams. Which yeah. Is, I think I had 24 my junior and senior year combined. I, I don't know what it was, but I mean, it was just, um, I got lucky. I'll say that. And um, like I said, those guys being on base in front of me obviously helped out. Another player that you spent time with while you were at NC State was Russell Wilson. Yeah. Obviously a big football name, played mm -hmm. football at State, Wisconsin, and now with Seattle. What was he like as a baseball player? As a baseball player, I think, I mean, he was good. Uh, he was he was a good player. He drafted, I think, fourth round by the Rockies. So, obviously, talent was there. He's just an athletic person. Um, and this is where it, watching him, one, play football and baseball in college is it's incredible. Because, I mean, as you know, being around athletes and whatnot, the one thing that people struggle with is time management. That kid would wake up in the morning, go to football practice, go to class, come out, do baseball, go home, do it, do it all over again. And um, so to watch him prepare, watch him kind of be in his element was incredible to see. Um, and now, like any success that he has now, obviously winning a Super Bowl, um, you know, big contracts, whatever it is, nothing surprises me. I don't think anything surprises the guys that he played alongside because he's so well prepared. He, he carries himself in a way that no other college athlete I've ever seen carries themselves. Um, and it's really impressive just how he's mentally prepared, how he's physically prepared. Um, it wasn't, you know, let me succeed in sports and take off from school. It was, I need to succeed in school as well. And, and I think graduate in three years at, from NC state. Um, 
and then got another degree at Wisconsin. So just being around him and being the type of person that he was, he always wanted to make other people better. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty special to be around him and now obviously see the success that he's having. You had a lot of success at state. You guys went to a lot of postseason appearances, a super regional. After you were done with your four years there, what were some of the decisions that you had to make about your future? I think it was really, you know, when you're playing, I think this goes for any athlete in any sport, your your goal is to go to the next level, right? So, you know, in high school, my goal is to go D1 into a big time conference. That happened. I had success doing it. Um, and then from there, it's what can I do to, to get drafted? What can I do to go be a pro baseball player? That is the, everyone's dream, you know, whether you're four years old or you're 18, 22 years old. Um, so obviously that didn't happen for me, which is fine. I, I was okay with it. Um, you know, I, I think you have to look at, do I want to go and try to play independent ball? Um, you know, kind of live off your parents a little bit more, a little bit longer. Or do you kind of want to go, and I still had a degree to finish. I had a, a fifth year that I needed to finish. Um, so you, you kind of weigh those options of degree or see what happens, you know, in the future. And ultimately, I, I kind of decided to just go with getting a degree, uh, finish my degree at NC State. At, the, at that time, I was able to help coach, um, so kind of a grad assistant type thing, kind of see because – once I kind of turned the corner from playing, I, I wanted to coach. So being able to see behind the scenes, what goes on on a daily basis in, in the office, um, whether it's the coaching staff, recruiting, director of ops, um, weightlifting, whatever it was, I wanted to see behind the scenes and see, you know, what, what took a program to the next level. Obviously, NC State was getting there. Um, you know, what did they do behind the scenes to get them up to the World Series level. Um, so that fifth year, I was lucky enough to be on staff when we went to the College World Series. Obviously, guys like Trey Turner, Brett Austin, Carlos Rodon, those guys helped in that situation. Um, but I, I really ultimately, for myself, need to look at, do I want to graduate and then kind of start my career or kind of prolong this called dream that I have within myself to get to the next level of playing baseball. And I felt, I, for me, I just felt like I kind of reached my limit of, hey, this is where I'm at, this is what I've done, and, and I'm happy with it. After you spent that year at NC State, you graduate, what were your options to pursue your coaching career? Yeah, so I went, um, I was, I actually, when coached that summer, I believe it was summer of 2013, I believe. I went and coached in Moorhead Stadium in the Coastal Plains League as an assistant coach. Um, I left there, and kind of in that summer, I was talking to Coach Aben. I knew that the director of ops position was open at NC State, um, something that was probably way over my head at the time, you know, just graduating, not really knowing what's going on. Um, and, you know, I spoke to him and I said, hey, I, I would love to, you know, be kind of considered for the job. Obviously, I love NC State. I've just spent my last five years here. I, you know, I want to be a part of this still. I don't want to let that dream go. And I still want to be around the team and around the, the program. Um, so, you know, God willing, he, he let me 
be director of ops for that year. Um, throughout that year, I still wanted to coach, obviously. So as a director of ops, you cannot coach at all. Um, so I still had the itch to get on the field and, and be with the guys. That's what I miss most. Um, so then I think I interviewed for the Forest City head coaching job in the Coastal Plains League. Um, I got turned down the first time, which is where I played in, in college. Um, and won two championships with. Yep, yep. Won two championships. Um, I think it was like 09 and 10. So obviously I had success there. Knew the town knew how great the situation could be. Um, so got turned down. I was like, all right, what's next? Like, all right, I'll, I'll stay here and be director of ops. That's fine. I'll, I'll continue throughout the summer and see what happens. Um, and then lucky enough, the coach that they hired ended up going to the Cardinals as a hitting coach. So they called me back and, you know, I was brought with that opportunity and that's something I couldn't turn down. Um, and then just because of me taking that opportunity, then I had to kind of, leave NC State just because of the situation that it was I was in. So I uh, went to Forest City, coached that summer, and then came back. And I was kind of, you know, obviously Coastal Plains League only runs till August, uh, mid-August. So I was kind of stuck at not having a job. And, you know, just looking for something to do. And I started working at the Performance Academy in Apex. Obviously, it's a training facility, um, all sports from the weight side of things. And then mainly focus on baseball and, and softball. So I got to be around kids again, coaching, uh, teaching, and that's really, you know, ultimately what I like doing. I like being, you know, kind of one-on-one. -on -one. Let me let me coach, let me teach people lessons and whatnot. Um, so I did that for a couple of years and then ended up getting the Holly Springs Salamander's job as a head coach for two years. So I stayed in the Coastal Plains League more than anything, um, you know, moving forward. Was there any desire to move back to college setting and try to pursue that full time? Yeah, I, I wish I could. And I, I mean, to this day, I, if, I, if an opportunity came and someone called, I would hop on it in a second. Um, I think that summer of 2015, maybe, my second year at Holly Springs, um, I interviewed with Hofstra up in Long Island. And it just happened, you know, they hired someone with recruiting experience and I just didn't have. Um, I thought that would have been a good situation to go into. It's a smaller school, but, you know, they're in the conference, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but with like Wilmington and Elon. So a very good baseball conference, especially with the school being up north. Uh, so I thought it was going to be a good situation for me to get into and, and kind of grow and, and learn, but it just didn't work out. So. You know, I couldn't really be down about it. Um, and then that's after that summer is when I was like, all right, here goes something new. I'm going to try it out and see where it goes. And that's that's kind of where I'm at today. Looking back on all the experiences that you've had in baseball, what can you draw, you know, I, sorry, there's a bug. <laughs> it's, like a little, it's like a little mat thing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, looking back on all of your experiences playing baseball, how were you able to use baseball in your future career and what you're doing now? Yeah, I think baseball is the, obviously you always hear one sport that, you know, you have to learn how to fail. You have to learn 
you know, three out of 10 gets you in the Hall of Fame. Everyone always says that. And you have to learn how to compete. And um, I actually just heard, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure you have. It's been going around on Twitter. But the Duke uh, women's basketball coach was just talking to her team about hard work and competing, how it's two different things. And I was always the one that, you know, you work hard. You, you learn from a young age to work hard to get what you want. But it's really that competing side of things that, I'm really drawn to. So um, baseball, it's, you know, you're going to strike out, you're going to ground out, you're going to fly out, whatever it is, you learn how to fail pretty quickly um, from a young age too, which I really enjoyed about baseball because you're allowed to look at yourself, you know, and say, all right, I've failed this many times, but I'm also succeeding at the same time. You know, I, I'm learning and I'm doing different things. So, you know, the Duke coach was talking about, she can force you to work hard and she can't force you to compete. And that's where I think just sports in general really teaches someone how to, you know, get that competitive edge over someone that may have never played sports before. Um, and that's something that, you know, I miss on a daily basis. It's, I try to do it at work now and it's completely different. Um, you know, it's like, how can I compete with myself or with my team? on a daily basis. To, yeah, I'm sure your coworkers love you for that. Yeah, they probably hate <laughs> for sure. Um, and I try to turn everything into a game, you know, being yeah. logistics, like I, I look at someone, I'm like, all right, it takes you, you know, 10 seconds to walk from here to there. Let's just, how, how can you get from there to there in eight seconds? And now we're being more efficient. It's like little things like that, which I'm sure they hate, but um, you know, that's the one thing that I miss being around sports is I, I miss being on the competitive side of things. And I think any athlete will, you know, say that to you. If, if you didn't compete while you were playing college athletics, you weren't doing it right. Um, you know, being around the guys and, you know, looking to your, to your right and left and, you know, seeing someone that's competing just as hard, trying to take your spot, it makes you, you know, really want to amp up your, your goals and, and your, you know, your preparation, I should say. And um, so that's the one thing that I think I miss the most, but coming from sports, going into the real world, that's the one thing I take away. It's how do you compete on a daily basis? How do you wake up and, you know, get in a routine? You have the self-discipline to do different things than, that other people really don't have. Um, and you can see it, you know, you can see if someone, you're like, all right, you've never played sports in your life. <laughs> And it's like, it shows. And I mean, I obviously I can't say that at work or wherever else, but it's like, you know, you just, you don't have the self-discipline to, you know, show up every day on time. You don't have, you know, you be here at 6.30, you show up at 6.35 every day. It's, if I show up at 6.35 for a meeting with like Coach Aben, it's, you know, it's, it's a no-go. It's, it's not a good scene. Um, I think I missed one, one lift my freshman year and that was the last lift I've ever missed. Um, but it's just, it's a different world being in, I'll say corporate America, I guess you could say. Um, but it's fun. I mean, it's, it's how, how can I sit there on a daily basis and, and be a better manager or coworker or whatever it is. So I kind of take that from sports. You mentioned coach Avon. I've spent some time around him covering yeah. NC state. He seems like a little bit of a character. How would you describe him to people that aren't familiar with him? Um, a character, yeah, it's a good good word, I guess you could say. I think 
a lot of people caught a glimpse of the fireness that he has from when he pulled the spin move on the umpire. That's like the most famous thing for him. But I know. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a good move. It was it was quick and swift. Um, but I think he's a he's a player's coach in the in the fact that in my four years. I knew that I was going to go there, get a good education, get a, you know, baseball was going to be baseball. But I feel like he is the type of person that is going to make you grow as a person. Um, he's not going to sugarcoat anything. That's for sure. If, if you're on his good side, you're on his good side. If you're on his bad side, good luck getting out. Um, you know, I think he demanded people's best, which is honestly all you want in a coach. Um, you know, players that didn't handle them well didn't really take criticism of them well, and, you know, they, they couldn't really handle getting yelled at. Um, so that's kind of where it came down to. But he's a guy who looks out for his guys on a daily basis. He wants the best for them, um, whether it's on the field, off the field. He'll do anything, you know, help out school-wise or whatever it is. So I think he's just a player's coach. I, I think he, you know, has excelled, obviously, being at NC State for, I think this is the 25th year. Um, you know, that doesn't happen often. So there's obviously something he's doing right to, to be there. How, how often do you get back to NC State and visit with the team there, go to games, maybe football games before COVID? Yeah, before COVID. And COVID is really messing a lot of things up here. Um, but no, football games, I'll be at everyone. Um, season tickets, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, baseball games, I've been lucky enough to, as you know, be a, uh, broadcaster for some of them so being around that kind of you know it helps me keep to know the guys obviously being out of there I think now it's like I'm gonna age myself like 10 years almost um, so it's getting a little a little crazy so I don't know many of the guys anymore um, so being able to do the color analyst and and be around that is is definitely helpful um, but I, I go to as many as I can you know I think a lot of the guys you know we have a group chat um, with a lot of former teammates, you know, we, we're always talking about it. We're always talking about the season. Um, actually going to the mountains this weekend with a bunch of guys that I used to play with. So tight knit group. Um, but yeah, I try to go as much as possible. What do you enjoy about being a color analyst? It's a lot easier than playing. I can tell you that from the <laughs> fact that, you know, you can sit there and I wish I had the same mindset from when I played, but you sit there and it's, you know, it's a 2-1 count and you're just looking at trends and different things that are, you're able to watch the game, right? So in a different perspective than from when you're a coach and then when you're a player. So you're actually able to kind of analyze the game in your own head. Um, you know, sometimes when you play, it speeds up. Sometimes when you coach, it speeds up on you. But I feel like when I'm doing that, it's kind of just, you know, I'm just watching the game. Like I'm sitting there in my living room watching it you know, with, with my buddies or whoever. Um, so I like that aspect. I'm, I'm able to kind of just sit back, watch a game, um, enjoy it. Obviously, very good baseball being down here. Um, but, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. I don't think I, I might be terrible. I don't know yet. I keep asking no, I, back, so I'm <laughs> like, yeah, all right, it works. Whatever I'm I've doing, heard, I've heard you. You're not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, I know you're working for NC State, but are you an NC State homer when you're calling the games? Probably, and I don't even know it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I try my best to be neutral and 
stay in that lane of just, you know, one side's this and one side's that. But there you go. I'm sure there are times where um, I talk way more about NC State only because I, they're just more familiar to me than, than other schools. But um, I try to stay neutral. Has Coach David ever gotten on you about something you've said? I don't know. We, you know, we actually talk a lot during the season when I'm there and, and whatnot. So I haven't heard any bad things from him yet. Um, I'm sure there's been times where I've questioned the decision he's made during the game and I've said it out loud and he kind of questioned what I was thinking back on the, back on air, but um, nothing, nothing's too serious. I'll say that. Looking forward, and we've been talking a lot about what you've been doing to this point. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Man, I have no idea. Um, I'm one person who tries to take it day by day, and I, it's kind of cliche to say, but, you know, I think, like I say, I got into this job not knowing where it was going to take me, and I've been here for four years. Um, could I be with this company for another four years? Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, if something opened up to where it's a better opportunity for myself and my family, then, um, yeah, I would definitely be interested. Um, you know, I would love to get back to the competing of sports. Uh, like I said, that's the one thing I miss most, but at the same time, I'm having success with what I'm doing now as well. So, um, I think it's just kind of taking it day by day and I don't know. Just you, haven't joined, you haven't joined a rec softball league or anything like that yet? That is one thing I will not do. <laughs> I promise myself, when I, you're going to laugh too, because I promise all my buddies back at home and, and some, you know, NC State guys are like, you got to play, dude. It's so much fun. Like, you just crush balls. That's one thing I will not do. I've been asked at work to play. Uh, I think the furthest I got in a rec league was uh, rec, like, kickball. I think that's where I think that's where it stops for me. I don't think I'm gonna do softball. I can't. Why do you think you're above it or or no, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I don't know why. I never had the desire. Like my brothers played. Um, I just never had the desire to go play softball. One, it's like I mean, I, I don't. It's a little dangerous <laughs> playing infield. Like I'll say, playing infield now. I would be a completely different person. You know, one softball is coming way harder, way shorter distance. Mm -hmm. So I'm out on that. Like I've done those days where, you know, you're just getting line drives and ground balls ripped at you. I'm, I'm good on that. Um, but I don't know. It's just something I, I won't do. I'll play a lot of golf. If, if you need someone on your golf team, I'll play that. But softball, I'm out. Yeah, I'm trying to pick up golf, so maybe we'll have to find go. a course here. I'm telling you, it's a good time. It's a very good time. Well, I appreciate you so much for spending the time chatting, getting to know kind of about your journey from NC State. And if anybody is out there watching this and they need a baseball coach, we'll send them <laughs> your up. way, okay? <laughs> me up. Anything, sales or anything, somewhere I can compete. Yeah, no, it's uh, like I say, it's been awesome, and I appreciate you having me on to kind of relive the glory days a little bit. But um, I think you're doing awesome podcasts and all the other journalist stuff that you're doing. So keep it up. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't ever miss an episode of ACC Stars, Where Are They Now?